BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, good afternoon, happy Wednesday. Welcome to Indeed, it's the Independent Wrestling Podcast. Mike here, talking some independent wrestling. Of course, got a wonderful interview and a great guest here as always, but before we talk to him, couldn't do this without my wonderful co-host, Righteous Edge. How are you? In the, in the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's Wednesday, so you know what time it is. Time to talk independent wrestling, Mike, and uh, we got a very special guest today, so... I think we should get right into it. You know what I'm saying? Because this person has been uh, traveling the world at this point. Anytime we have a world traveler, I have a lot of questions about what goes into stuff like that. So let's get into it, my man. Absolutely. I've uh, been to an independent show anywhere in Ontario in the last 10 years. You've probably seen this man. But if you've been, uh, you know, been to some shows in the U.S. and uh, plenty of shows in Europe now, you've probably also seen him as well. Von yeah. Vertigo is here. How are you doing? Good guys, how you doing? Awesome, awesome. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, world traveling. Um, I know you just Something got like back that. from Europe. Not well. <laughs> hey, you, it, but it, instead of you know, you know, instead of kind of going, how am I going to get into the U.S.? You're just like, oh, let's go to Europe. Yeah, it's it's the Mike Bailey approach, really. That that's what I look at it as. Like he wasn't able to go to the states, so he said, I'll just go everywhere else. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. hey, it works. You know. Uh, I know you did just get back from a, a bit of a trip. Uh, how you how you feeling now? Get you get past the jet lag and everything? Oh yeah, the jet lag is no problem at this point. Um, it's good. I always just you know I kind of get back and I get a little bit depressed and miss it. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> every trip sure. like it's been nine times now, and I just come home and I'm like, man, I just I just really enjoyed it. I just can't wait to go back. Oh I, yeah, you go you get as soon as you get home from a vacation or anything like nice road trip. Even it's you know oh. yeah, it's not 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 quite a vacation. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, just kind of, you know, not necessarily knowing where you're going to sleep every night. It's like taxing and like anxious as a person I am. Like, it's the best experience. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I want to get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way with you, though, because you mm-hmm. did also have a, a match on C4 uh, or a match air on IWTV for C4 last night. Uh, you had it. You, you put out a, you put out this, you know, this uh, this video a week ago. You're talking all this shit. <laughs> And then you okay, lie. Hold and, on. Sorry, sorry. And was I talking shit? What did I say that was okay. false? Okay, you did speak. Okay, you you uh, you did speak. Young Sheldon is lactose intolerant. You did speak That's a lot true. of facts. That's you did lose. You did lose to an allegedly lactose intolerant young Jay Lee. Uh, 
Are you aware that your accusations of lactose intolerance caused his own family to question about him, uh, question him about it over Thanksgiving? I'm very aware, and uh, quite honestly, I don't give a damn. Mm. <laughs> as as if I caused chaos at an American Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's you know that's kind of the goal. Oh uh, no, he yeah he mentioned he, <laughs> he mentioned that to me. I was like, I have to ask about this. That's insane. He 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 you baited his whole family. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he posts photos of himself eating ice cream all the time, so why not just, you know, say, hey, he's lactose intolerant. Yeah, he's I, didn't, I didn't mean any harm by it. He was just stating something. Wow, exposing people, exposing <laughs> it. So he came back, though, and, and he uh, he rectified the situation. Yes, but mm. to be fair, I did. Uh, I pinned Lightning and Lightning for about 10 seconds before that, but the referee was distracted. You did, yes. So, you so, you did win that match, like, three times. He <laughs> did win the match, by yeah, by, like, seven seconds. Yeah. Um, let's get back to you though. Uh, well traveled. You mentioned uh, nine trips now. How did like the first trip come together and like lead to nine more? Uh, the first trip came together when I was I was twenty or twenty one. I was trying to get on Smash Wrestling here in Canada, and at the time, Smash was probably like the like top big promotion we had because they were kind of working with like Progress and a bunch of other companies at the time, CCW and stuff. Um, and I went to them and I said, "Hey, how do I get on this company?" And they just kind of said, well, you're not, you're not there yet. You haven't built a name. And rightfully so. Like, I, I didn't. I was just a wrestler in Ontario like any other person. Um, so I looked at that and I kind of said, well, you know, who do I know? And I knew this guy from YouTube uh, named Oliver Peace who runs WrestleForce in uh, England. And I said, well, you know, fuck it. Why don't I just go to England? I mean, the scene there I've heard is incredible. Um, I went there. Uh, the first person I wrestled was Kip Sabian, <laughs> who's now in AEW, and I wrestled wow. Paul Robinson and uh, Elton Prince, who's now in WWE as well. So, like, the first tour ad was, like, really, really successful. Mind you, they were all, like, smaller family shows. But from there, I, because I wrestled these uh, people that were kind of on the up in the UK scene, it just got better and better, and pe- more and more people were able to vouch for me. So it's kind of like a um, betting on yourself situation is what it kind of turned 100%. into. A hundred percent. I think as a Canadian, we pretty much have no choice um, because the American border is so um, difficult and can be kind of yeah. sketchy for some of us. Yeah. We kind of have, unless, you know, you know, unless you're showing up on the scene, you know, if you're like six foot eight and you're jacked, like, you know, WWE might take you immediately. <laughs> I am none of those things. <laughs> so I knew that I had to work and, uh, you know, kind of go a little bit out of my comfort zone. Yeah, junior heavyweight in Canada is like if you're in that kind of like body type like frame, you're you're you know it's you just, you just gotta find you you gotta figure it out. But um, I like it. It's like you, you, it's working smarter and harder. Uh, right. You, know, you you like you recognize the U.S. barrier, and instead of just like you know beating your head at the door on it, or you know risking also the you know potential ban. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had I had guys like Josh Alexander and Ethan Page telling me like they spent you know. 10, 12 years in Canada, um, you know, basically getting nowhere where, you know, if they spent a year focusing on a different country, that's kind of where they were able to, you know, find some success. So I just took that and kind of ran with it. So how many years ago? So how many years ago was like trip number one then? Uh, It was 2017. Because I watched watched WrestleMania there where the Hardys returned at like 3 a.m. or something. (laughs) That's why I remember. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was probably... Yeah, that time zone watching. Oh, poor, poor, poor UK viewers watching. Poor everybody. They, they do. <laughs> it, uh, there's so many people too. Like, I'll see it. I'll see it online. Like, people live tweeting about it. I'm like, why are you awake? It's like 4 a.m. <laughs> just, 
Watch the re- watch a replay tomorrow. You guys are sickos. Why Dan, up at five thirty a.m. to watch Randy Orton is insane, but you yeah, know, I digress. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> They're just used to it. That's just the culture. Yeah. Like so, like nine times in six years is a lot of trips, though. So, like, what have you, you know, have you been paying attention to, like, you know, patterns and trends of, uh, you know, your like how your bookings are going and, uh, you know, how they're growing and, you know, oh, yeah. res- response to you. Yeah, it's it's always been like a, a case of, um, each time right before I leave, you know, I'll have a set amount of bookings and I'm looking at them, being like, this isn't enough. There's not enough going on. I feel like this isn't enough. And then I go there and then, you know, I add a few bookings on top of that. And then I'm just like, oh, man, that was that was like the best trip ever. And literally every single time I've said that it's just always gotten better. Like this last one I did, I think it was six different countries. I was like Denmark, Sweden, Germany, England, Wales, France, I think. And it was just like a month of just like bouncing around to like the top companies in these these little holes. You know, it was the best. Like I, I. I thoroughly enjoy the European scene. Like, I love it to death. There's so many incredible wrestlers over there as well that I don't think the American Indies have even heard about. Like, you've, you've now seen, like, a Michael Oku and, man, like, Doris is mm-hmm. popping up now. Like, those guys are absolutely unreal. Yeah, like, Leon Slater getting with Impact yeah, now. Yeah, I was supposed to wrestle Leon, like, right before the pandemic. Brent Banks and I were there. Um, we were in, I think it was, like, Preston, England, and then the pandemic was going down. And we we knew we had this, like, tag match with Leon Slater. When he was like 14 or something like that. I've <laughs> been the border closed and we're like, oh shit, well, I guess we've got to go home. Like, <laughs> yeah, get get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, you made some, I was going to say, like, you've, uh, cause I've seen you forged some like friendships over there too. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you, I know you and Joe Lando have, uh, gotten pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Joe and I are close. I, I've stayed at his, uh, his parents' place a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, I wrestled in his backyard trampoline, or sorry, his backyard, uh, his backyard wrestling ring. It's just a random yeah. backyard. It's not actually a backyard wrestling ring, but yeah, um, it's the best. You can he has a trampoline right beside it, so you can like do flips onto the trampoline and stuff. It's it's unreal. That's where he gets it at. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, mm. it's total like Will Osprey shit. <laughs> that that's where that that crazy elbow drop came from. I probably that, yeah. it's the Mad Science Lab. Joe Lando does some wild stuff. Yeah, he's definitely. a wild kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's still like super young too. I think he's like twenty three or something. Wow. Yeah, he he came over I think last year for like some independent yeah. dates, and I, I I saw him on a bunch of shows, and it was my first time getting exposed to him. And I was like, okay, definitely going. And now that's the and thing. It, they get like one GCW, and then all of a sudden there's all these eyes, and it's like, where have they been all this time? Right? Yeah, crazy. Same when uh, yeah, it's the same when they went over like kind of with Leon Slater. It's you know that just. You get. I, I watched the Leon Slater thing happen. I, I earlier in the year I was at Progress and Progress booked him, and they're like, "Oh, we got to use this guy all the time." And then when I was back in the fall, uh, it was when GCW was over there, and I literally saw like Brett like standing up watching it, being like, <laughs> "It's like this guy's going to America." I can tell. I can tell right yeah. now. <laughs> I yeah, I had a good. Uh, so I got. I, I was lucky. I kind of got put on to him a little early because there was uh, when we were previously on Body Slam Donut, there was a Brit there was a Brit Rest podcast on there. And the guys were like, did you watch the Rev Pro anniversary show yet? And I was like, no. And they're like, you have to watch this Leon Slater guy uh, mm. against Mike Bailey. And I was like, oh, OK, sure. That sound, yeah, why not? And then they're like, he's only 17, by the way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, so you have a Nick Wayne over there, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then 
It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how I discovered him too. They were like, Oh, there's another Nick Wayne. He's 17 too. And he's incredible. <laughs> and then of course his, uh, his finisher was going viral. So it was like, wow, this kid is on his way and look, he's already on his way. It's pretty amazing to see, you know, we talk pretty often on this podcast about kind of that energy in Canada with the, with the, trying to not only get over in Canada, but trying to expand in different places. Um, Do you feel that it going over to the UK, does it feel different as a Canadian wrestler um, stylistically uh, like the way that training happens? Is is there a big difference going over there compared to just staying at home and training? Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, Definitely a lot more focus on like the technical side Right, but where I think like Canadian American independent wrestling for the most part. I mean, I mean, it depends on the show. Obviously, there's a lot of like very, uh, you know, highly um, like spotty matches. But yeah, I find the UK scene has a, a different flavor of it. There's a little bit more technicality behind it. I mm-hmm. find, but it depends on the company, right? Um, and it depends on the wrestler as well. There's guys like Jordan Breaks over there who is like entirely like a technical wrestler, but then there's other guys that you know, like a Nico Angelo that's technical, but also does, you know, high flying off the top rope. Mm. So it very much depends on the scene and uh, the promotion. You were talking about uh, hitting into mainland Europe too. Were there, uh, there any scenes that surprised you? You were like, whoa, I didn't even know there was wrestling here or like fan other shows were going to be like this out here. (laughs) Denmark, dude. (laughs) Denmark? Denmark and Sweden. Like Denmark. I I just did the show in Denmark. Um, it was my third time doing Denmark, but this one specifically was like 900 people just drunk, just so drunk oh, and so shit. tall because yeah. they're, you know, they have Viking blood, mm-hmm. um, just losing their minds. And it was just like, this crowd was insane. And I didn't even know wrestling really existed there in Denmark. Sorry, my cat is now. <laughs> um, I didn't even know wrestling existed in like the Scandinavian countries. And then I did Sweden, same thing. It was like a a smaller venue, like 400 people and all just like, they were so loud the entire time and just having so much fun. Uh, and then there's places like France where, uh, apparently the scene is kind of, they kind of took like a, um, like a downward spiral for a little bit, but now with like companies like Bodyzoy and, uh, Rick's catch fit have popped up. Fucking cat. <laughs> hey, it's all right, man. We love, we, we love some, we love the, we love some pet cameos on here. It's like every pet uh, run in 10, 10% viewership bump. If, if a pet shows up, I swear. Come on camera then. Um, yeah. Pets are draws. <laughs> uh, yeah. France specifically, like they, they just have these like six match cards in front of like 600 people. And like the setups they have for these stages are incredible. Specifically body Zoe. Like I felt like I was walking to like a WCW pay-per-view. It was absolutely wow. nice. <laughs> Yeah, six match card sounds so and it was a six match card. It was like a two hour show. It was oh, it was oh give me that. We don't know that. What's that like? America oh my god. <laughs> That's like ten, oof, two well, I mean eight's fine. Two, ten, twelve. It's like six matches and then intermission and then yeah, we'll two hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm like two hours. That's two hours and the show ends. Right. I'm like you mean there's not there's not a second half after that? Now, sorry, do you guys think that's a, that's a that's a problem of promoters just wanting to put too many talent on, or is that um, fans demand that many matches? Because every uh, fan, is like, yeah, I wish the show was shorter. <laughs> so, I, honestly, it's a, it's weird for me because I if I'm going in person, I'm like, yeah, miss me with the four hour show. But if I'm watching at home on a stream, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for a four hour show. Okay. So I really think it depends on 
my perspective of how I'm attending the show on what I want as a consumer. But like, I honestly, even watching at home, like if it's, if it's over three hours, you we're starting to kind of already lose me a little bit like that, that, that my attention span <laughs> and my excitement is waning and I'm probably really high and just getting sleepy. Yeah. I think that it's, 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 it's a show by show basis. I feel mm -hmm. if there's like yeah. a tournament going on, like give me four hours. But if like you're a promotion that's running every month and you're putting out four hour shows every month, I don't know if I'm needing this, especially if we're doing repeat matches, we're seeing the same wrestlers on these same shows. I don't need to be going for four hours. Give me two hours, give me two and a half hours and we're out of there. That's fire to me. But I do also understand as like wanting to see more wrestlers and wanting wrestlers to get opportunities, maybe we do need 14 match shows so everybody can get a spot, you know? Yeah. What we need to do, what we need to do is we also need to get a promoter who likes to book 14 match cards in here and be like, hey, what's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. Let them get into the budget and the details. Like, yeah. I want the specifics on why. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, you know, that, I, I appreciate the I appreciate the question though, because that's a it, it's uh, something to consider. And I, it I'm is. you know, from the promoter side, I'm wondering if like, did they book that because are they they think that's what the fans want, mm -hmm. or are they booking it because they're like, well, the more talent I have on this show is like, the no, because it's crazy because like Von people says, that'll be like, like, I like that wrestler, that wrestler, that wrestler, that wrestler, you know. So it's like maybe. Like like Vaughn says, a lot of fans are like, well, that was too long or this show's too long hmm. or this show's still going on. So it feels like a lot of the fans are like, don't do this. You can feel it by the time you get hmm. to like, you know, if it's a 10 match card and you're if you're wrestling on eighth or ninth in the semi main event, right. you feel the crowd just not really into it. You know, hmm. sometimes they come back up for the main event. Sometimes they don't. It just depends on what's being booked. Right. I think it so depends. As a wrestler, it's always we always want to be. I mean, when you first start wrestling, you're like, "Oh, I want to be in the main event every single time." Nice. Well, then when you start getting into it, you're like, you're thinking about the crowd. You're like, oh, "I kind of want to be before intermission because right. after, if it's a long card, you're like, they're just not going to be into it." Yeah, but sometimes I don't know, I, sometimes I think quality of like what I'm watching too, like, also helps because you know, I, at, I I was at C4 in September. That show was like three and a half, almost four hours, and like, yeah. I was on my feet, like I was geeked the whole time. C4 like... is like a special example because everybody is mm -hmm. drunk. Oh, sorry, they walk in not drunk, <laughs> but by the time like intermission hits, they're drunk. So then everybody gets drunk. Yeah. Everybody gets yeah. Drunk. Oh yeah. Second half. Yeah. Uh, I had yeah I had some extra motivation going there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> I know you guys interviewed Mark. I listened to the interview. <laughs> yeah absolutely um gonna acknowledge some super chats real quick before we move on but uh yeah. van Blade said uh you need to jump in the car with jesse v and shane saber and come down to glory bro maybe you can pick up srs scraps after he beats up jazz i'd love to come down to glory bro. yo yeah damn the dead you know damn the dead if you listen Von. Get up, dan Von, Von's that dude do it Plus, that's a good car jesse v and shane saber I went to oh yeah! Before it was the best. You got the Northern Crown sweater on, Shane. You know, Shane Saber. Hello. Um, also, no message, but just twenty dollars from Andrew Zarian. Thank you. Hey, appreciate that, Andrew. Love you. Thanks. Really cool. Uh, all right. Before I, I do, got some more Europe questions for you, though. Uh, that's pretty much my bread and butter. Yeah. So. You're uh, you're. 
Europe gets trashed on for its food accommodations, uh, like other random stuff, like the uh, the the construction and design of its toilets, the time that stuff closes. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, have you like okay? So give me just give me a couple of bad ones. Uh, I mean, yeah, food for sure. Yeah. Um, English food specifically, not great. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, having every other culture there is great. Like, if I want Indian food, it's there. If I want Japanese food, it's there. But I'm never going to sit down and, you know, I don't want to really sit down in an English pub and eat, like, bangers and mash. Mm. Or an English breakfast, most of it, like, you know, the beans, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the black pudding. Most of that, to me, just goes in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Bold claims. Um, what were the other ones? You said accommodation and... Uh... Uh, the time stuff closes. I'm sure you've been oh bit by God. that. As a wrestler, you have to. As a wrestler, by that after absolutely. a show. Mm. WXW in Germany, 16 karat. It's kind of like <laughs> it's in this city, but there's nothing open after like 6 p.m. There's like this ex very very expensive sushi restaurant, um, the McDonald's, and there's like this little tiny uh, like kebab shop. And you can't have kebab shops five nights in a row. Mm. You don't want to go to the sushi place because it's so expensive. So you end up at McDonald's every single night. And you're ordering in it's in German, so you don't know what the number is. But thankfully, they have like the uh, um, the touchscreen menus. But like, mm -hmm. it's just like four or five nights at McDonald's, and it's like, oh my god, I just want anything else. <laughs> yeah, to, and, and like after midnight, McDonald's is not the same as like no. peak, peak peak operation hours. McDonald's, right? There's a, there's a big in difference there. in how the fat yeah. food tastes. And you're stuck in there with like a thousand German fans as well, and you're like trying to get your order, and you're just trying to like, oh god. <laughs> Yeah. Um something I did something I did notice this year uh in the fall was uh shortly after you left for Europe, a lot of fellow wrestlers from the Ontario area headed over to Europe for the first time. Yep. Uh was any of that do you like I know I, I know you're close with uh pretty much everyone who went. Uh is any of that in like kind of in inspired or helped by your uh you know kind of you your trips? Yeah, to, to a degree. I mean, I give them guidance mm -hmm. on what um, they need to do, and I've given them contacts and whatnot. But it's kind of one of those things where, like, God, for years, ever since I started going, I would get, you know, every couple of weeks, like, hey, can I come to Europe with you? It's like, yeah, sure. But are you actually going to go? <laughs> right. Because there's so many people that say they want to go, but you kind of just, like, need to do it. And that's why I tell everybody, like, oh, I'd love to wrestle in Europe. Okay, then just do it. Because nothing's stopping you unless you just go. And, like, where do you start? Like, Sure, you might not know anybody over there, but if you go to a wrestling school, you're going to meet people. And that's what I've told a lot of these guys. Like, just, you know, the group that just went over knew uh, Wild Boar and Eddie Dennis from Wales. And, like, that's a great start. Go to their school. These are guys that wrestle on, like, Rev Pro and all these companies. Go to the companies they're helping out at and go from there. Because the thing is, if they want to come with me, I'm, you know, I was in Denmark for five days and I'm, I'm jumping around so much. Like, they're just, it's so pointless and so expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's you, not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't have time to really no, not not even have a built in thing anybody. already, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That has how how's that feel kind of like uh, you know, helping out uh, you know, directly or indirectly with mm -hmm. you know, your peers kind of finding other avenues to grow and expose mm -hmm. themselves to a broader audience instead of, you know, just following the typical yeah. Canadian route of Oh, I hope I don't get pinched at the border sneaking into the U.S. this time. Yeah, I hope they don't check my tights and look for my merch. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it's good it's it's gratifying to see all these guys kind of realize that you know there's only you know so much you can do in canada as much as a lot of us just want to like sit in canada and make canadian wrestling a thing i think it's important that we go out there and represent canadian wrestling right so that you know Mm -hmm. when i go to italy or whatever they're like oh so you're from uh, Smash Wrestling, and they, they, they'll look up Smash Wrestling, and then they'll watch matches or whatever. The, at least the hardcore fans will, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yep. all just kind of representation and just kind of you know spreading the good word of like our scene. Because I love our, our scene. It's absolutely incredible. But the problem is, if you're an American independent wrestling viewer, why would you watch Canadian wrestling? There's so much. Like, of course you want to watch Deadlock or whatever, West Coast Pro or whatever it is. I don't blame you. I watch that too. Why would I look anywhere else other than America when there's just so much going on? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like find a way to attract those audiences. I think C4 is the one that's done a really good job of it and smashed it for a while with European audiences, but it's just, there's just so much now. So much. What do you uh, specifically as a wrestler do to try to counteract that? Social media, I think is probably the most important thing. I, I've recently mm-hmm. in the past two years kind of tried to focus on that a little bit more and just like content, 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 like any, like, any videographer who works for a company up here, like the next day, I'm like, hey, do you have uh, do you have any raw footage for me? <laughs> because I, I, I work in videography. So they're like, oh, yeah, you won't make me look bad. Like, here's the raw footage. Do what you need to do with it. Right. Um, and a lot of guys obviously don't, they don't, uh, you know, promote themselves enough. They don't promote their bookings enough. They don't, you know, cut promos when they need to kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just try to go the extra mile. Although I think <laughs> I was talking with Young J. Lee about this. Um, because I, I tend to cut promos for bigger matches, but I think it's kind of got me in a place where like people expect that from other people. <laughs> right. So I've kind of made other people look bad in a way, and I'm like, uh, it's just more of a me thing. Mm. But yeah, it, it depends on how, um, I, mean, I guess, how willing and how much time you have to be able to promote these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, actually, I, yeah, I was going to say, I did. You know, I noticed you have a YouTube channel full of like uh, match highlight videos, full match videos on there, uh, high, you know, uh, it, promos and stuff that you've uh, like video promos and stuff you've done. Yeah, there's, not... there's a long catalog of stuff that I've done over the years, but it all kind of sits on the YouTube and not doesn't necessarily get seen. You know, like these some of these promos I've you know I put together take like eight to ten hours. Wow, um, it's kind of depressing sometimes when you put it up and it's like hundred views and you're like, wow, I put so much so much time into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it depends on the story and it depends on the match and it depends on time of day you post it and whatnot. Am I stuck? Oh, whose internet is it? <laughs> oh, I think it's Vaughn. Okay. In the meantime, <laughs> how was your weekend, Reg? Good uh, uh, American Thanksgiving times. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It was kind. Of, it's kind of a dumb thing. Travels good. <laughs> good travels. Good trip. Yeah, it was mostly mostly my trip was just driving. Like I drove to LA for full gear, then I drove back, and then I drove back to Bakersfield and back. So it was just like sitting in my car mostly. Can't be mad at it. Got to see family, got to see some friends. So it was good. Awesome. How was the uh the C4 show? Uh C4 show was dope. Uh mm. definitely tune in and check it out on IW I saw somebody TV. told us to watch the uh Kevin blackwood and junior benito match did it hit gotta watch kevin blackwood junior benito it was amazing uh Mm. congratulations to the new c4 champion yes you know and it does look like vaughn's back let's see ayo it's okay 
it's okay. okay. We you, we good. got we got to practice our uh, our our improv and skills for a bit oh, there. We went through a Spotify Raps. No, 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 not Reg. (laughs) No, sir, not me. He he keeps his Spotify rap rap. I respect that. I respect that. You get it. It, You know what? It is. I do. It is kind of nice to see somebody uh, do away with the trend of being like, look what I listen to. Because like, who cares? Also, like, that's a um, that's kind of become a thing of like people judging music like. 99% 99% of the time you're not listening to the same music that I'm listening to like for in a car yeah but like what I'm listening to in my headphones it doesn't matter that you don't care like if I'm listening to crazy town super loud in my headphones don't judge me it's me it's my ears <laughs> butterfly <laughs> do you know other like do you listen to other songs of theirs outside of butterfly yeah see I don't want to get into that's the issue <laughs> I I saw I saw them when I was 13 years old at in the weirdest place possible, which was uh, which was uh, Ozfest. Oh, okay. And like for some My reason, 13 at Ozfest is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was it was it was the first day I smoked weed. It was, oh. uh, yeah, it was it was great. Um, saw a bunch of music. I uh, got my, you know like face smashed up in a mosh pit because i was so much smaller than everybody else there Uh, great day but yeah then for some reason just in the middle of all of like slipknot Marilyn manson papa roach lincoln park like all the all the metal of the early 2000s there's just like crazy town in the middle of all of it (laughs) and all you could see was it was just like a blizzard of plastic water bottles (laughs) just flying at the stage it was incredible town didn't deserve that deserve to be on that show with the rest of those legends is what i'm saying they played butterfly everyone's girlfriends got up on their shoulders took their tops off and then they stopped playing butterfly and the water bottles came right back out that's all that's exactly what happened i should have just played butterfly 13 times in a row it's it's like a formative memory in my 13 year old brain from my 13 year old brain it's just burned in there now i can't i can't unsee that day i mean you're probably you're probably high out of your mind though so, I, totally. yeah absolutely yeah uh, for sure uh, thanks thank you for bringing up crazy town reg <laughs> brings that memory up forever <laughs> every time crazy town comes up you just think of that ospest day i love it yeah no yeah it's the exactly um let's so well von von made it back into the call uh the internet seems good let's get back to talking about you oh my god uh, what are we talking about? You're talking about your Ontario. Uh, so, uh, so the Ontario friends going to uh, to England. Um, speaking of uh, friends from Ontario, we would probably kind of be remiss if we didn't mention uh, your longtime tag team partner, Gabriel Forza, uh, from the Candy Kids, uh, aka Fight or Flight. <laughs> Don't say Candy Kids. <laughs> bad memory attached uh, to that. Oh, really? Uh, my bad. No, no, it's fine. Oh, uh, at like okay. So how like how? Because it's not often you see uh, two people who team for close to a whole decade together uh, in independent wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. How like how did the partnership begin? Uh, it kind of began in training. Well, I was like fourteen. Uh, for as it was, he's I guess he was seventeen, eighteen when he started. Mm-hmm. Um, and one like I, my dad would drive me to training because I was fourteen. Obviously, I couldn't drive. It was like an hour and a half from my house. Uh, so randomly one day he's like, who wants to give me a ride home? And I was like, I mean, we drive through there. Do you want to jump in with us? 
so we dropped him off and then that became like our friendship kind of thing and it, it's weird in wrestling training where we kind of realized this early on that like like we loved wrestling but we didn't mm-hmm. necessarily realize that everybody around us didn't love it 2004 and everyone else is you know talking about like Sin Cara you know <laughs> WWE like yeah there's a different like level of like interest in wrestling that we had and we just kind of had this bond over wrestling because of that um and then when we finally started doing matches we didn't actually want to we didn't really think about becoming a tag team it was just kind of put um it was put forth for us and when, when that came up we kind of realized like oh shit we have a lot of good chemistry here and then they added Lexi and Nicole with us and we became the candy kids as we were named because uh we were ravers and we were three people who definitely do not party so it was a very, very strange character for us <laughs> to be doing uh drugs um <laughs> i'm 17. Yeah. yeah not great but we kind of formed that into our own style which ended up being fight or flight and then that became like uh, mainstay and smash wrestling and all these other things in canada that um so why haven't you been teaming since April? We've just kind of been focusing more on our solo stuff. Like we were, we were joking. We had a match in England. We were there. I was gonna say third, like the third match we've had this year. Like we've just, we've kind I of just know. Kind of focused. We did. We felt like we've kind of done everything we could do in Canada. We've held like every tag mm-hmm. title. So we just kind of that trying means. to do something different. We were looking at like what Stu and Uno did. Like they were a tag team for a long time, but they. Cut. They didn't split up, but then necessarily kind of went their own ways. And Evil Uno kind of made himself his own character, and Stu Grayson made himself his own character. So we kind of wanted to see what we could do solo, as okay. well as see maybe come back together one day, kind of thing. All right, cool. As I happy to know that there's a potential, uh, you know, that there's that there's still the chance for more fight or flight in my future. I what I will say is, is stay tuned. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I was gonna well, so it yeah. Um, somebody mentioned in the chat now. <laughs> I was gonna circle back to this anyway because we did uh we did we did recently discover that uh you know or you know it was announced Alpha One is coming back. Mm-hmm. There's a you know big place for uh you know big place for you guys. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about the news of Alpha One returning in 2024? Uh, great. I mean, they were the best Hamilton promotion, and we got to work with. You know the rascals we got to work with uh brian cage and josh and uh ethan page we worked with a lot of people there for like mm-hmm. we came into alpha one 20 like mid 2019 like right before the pandemic right before everything shut down and we had this great run where we won the tag titles and all this stuff and then everything went to shit. Mm-hmm. so who's to say that we don't pop up there in february hey maybe uh-huh. who knows i don't know Stay tuned. but yep um, I was gonna say, do you do you have some uh, singles aspirations uh, in Alpha within Alpha One? Uh, while you you know while you're at it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I've I've singles aspirations everywhere. It just depends on what what we're going for. Could be tag, could be singles. I can't say. We did have <laughs> uh, we actually we did have Matthew Grant on here with us last week, and he uh, he mentioned him and his brother JT having a having a match with you guys at Alpha One way oh. way back <laughs> yeah, when it, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he, he wants i know i know he met he he mentioned on the show that uh boy how they would love to run that one back now that they've had four years of improvement <laughs> under their belts what happened in this match Vaughn? Did, did he talk about the context of where this wrestling match was no, no. i mean he he just said 
want to run it back with fight or flight. So yes, please elaborate. Not your typical Alpha One show. This was Alpha One in Curtis, Ontario. Oh God, was it at the Curtis flea market? Oh God, is that the what? At the flea market. I used to. I I I want to say it was like October too. It was a little bit cold. Shout out to my old hometown of Curtis, Ontario. Yeah, I want to say like we went like we had like twenty five minutes to something ridiculous for like this tag match, and it was just. I, I don't know. I don't think Matthew and JT were at the experience level that they needed to be. And I just, I think we were just like beating them up for like 25 minutes. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I was taking a broom and like pushing them out of the ring at one point. Oh. So I can see why they probably want to redo the match. Totally. Yeah. 25 minutes at um, a yeah. flea market just sounds wild too. Yeah, it was, it was something. That's, that's a hell of a that. It's it's out there Damn. somewhere. wherever. I'm, go, I'm going to find it, trust me. <laughs> I'm going you that honestly a 25 minute tag match at a flea market sounds like par for the course for exactly what I'd be looking for in in some in some wrestling. I Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, give me all of that. You guys just destroyed them. In my memory, <laughs> yes, maybe not, but in my memory I just remember sweeping them out of the ring. So. Right. Uh so yeah, talk to us a little bit about some of the opponents that you had in your recent uh European run. Yeah, um because sure. it seemed like you had a pretty tight schedule out there yeah uh i worked with let's see here michael finn out of denmark he's like kind of like the danish golden boy um mm-hmm. he's incredible great dude uh who else did i work with when i was there went to germany i worked with Yuval goldschmidt mm-hmm. you remember uh, remember when big show wrestled um drew mcintyre at wrestlemania mm-hmm yeah, no one really remembers it, but it was like after WrestleMania, like he yeah. challenged for the title. That was my role at this show. Um, he won, Yuval Goldschmidt won the championship, and then I came out, and like the heel manager came out and said like, oh, he's challenging for the title. So I did the big show spot <laughs> at this random show. <laughs> All right. In Germany, which was hilarious. So that was fun. Yuval's great. Who else did I work with? Oh, Progress, we had the match with Casey Navarro. Yeah, poor way. Yes. Oh, I need, to, mm-hmm. I need to have singles with Casey so badly. He's incredible. Do a warrior. Warrior would be great. There's a lot yeah. of places we could do that, for sure. Yeah, Casey's insane. Yeah, yeah. super good guy, too. We did that. Uh, I wrestled a guy in France named A-Buck. That was fun. Really fun. Oh, A-Buck. Yeah, he's, oh, a, he's on the BW500. Yeah, that dude is that dude's a beast. Holy shit, he spy mm. mustered me like 10 feet in the air. It's crazy. Mm. Um... Worked with Robbie Spot. X in a four-way. I think you're familiar with Robbie X, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robbie X is great. <laughs> That's another one I want to do a singles with for sure. That dude just mm. works on another level. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. A lot I of different this. styles. I love this. Oh, these God. are names like these are names we don't get to hear here very often either. So it's exactly, like, you no, know, like I want to, you know, I want to know what I want to know what like I, I see. I, I'm in Canada. I know what Canada has to offer. I see what America mm. has to offer all the time. But it's like. Like when people put when 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 uh, when I used to get put onto the UK people from the T and Tights podcast, I'd be like, oh, thank you, thank mm. you. <laughs> so There's a lot of good dudes over there for sure. There's a lot of matches like I still need to have. Like I've worked with Michael Oku in like scrambles and tags and like that's mm-hmm. singles that I just absolutely need to have. Robbie X for sure as well. Um, Nico Angelo, if you're familiar with him, is another guy that's really, really, really fucking good. Francesco Akira. No, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just work with Francesco in Canada, yeah. But that's another one we went uh, back because that was at the yeah. uh, like London like fair. So doing that at a uh, oh word, 
actual show would be good. There's a lot of good people. I've wrestled with a lot of good people this year. Like Brian Keith was another one that was oh, incredible. Yeah. Worked with him in Edmonton earlier this year, and that was fun. Nice. Hey, you know what? You mentioned the great city of Edmonton, Edmonton, Alberta. I almost called it Edmonton, Ontario. <laughs> it is totally a segue, but hey, you mentioned the great city of Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, I, I, I've been known to do some content for the fine folks that love wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, based love out wrestling. of love, mm-hmm. pro, what are you love, talking about? Love pro wrestling based out of Edmonton, Alberta. We had Spencer Love back on on here back in August. You should go yes. watch that episode. Shout out to yeah. Spencer. Hear all about love pro wrestling because they're they're incredible people. But uh, they, they gave me uh, some permission to do a little do a little announcement here. Uh, make sure I got the right thing on this time. Boom! I did it. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, that's me. You know, in hell a- yeah! <laughs> wow. <laughs> on a Taylor Swift poster. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm challenging for the LPW Grand Championship. Yeah, so whoever that might be come that point in time, because. Saw me in January. We still got they still got a show in December to get through. Yeah, they still got still got to get through it. Big news! We dropping exclusives on Indeed. I'm looking forward to that because last time I was there, I was defending the PCW UK Cruiserweight Championships. Now I'm defending or now I'm challenging for their championship. Boom. I don't know who it could be though. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure the match on the next show is already out, so it's it? it's like a coin flip between Possibly the two of them. RB. It's Possibly yeah. Possibly. Yeah, probably him. Probably MRB. We'll that'd be nice. We'll that'd be nice. Where else do you? Uh, what else do you have coming up? Uh, where am I? Oh, I got uh, Destiny Wrestling this weekend. Uh, wrestling no. Judas Icarus and Will Austin, who I'm not very familiar with. Somebody from OVW, apparently. Mm-hmm. His name sounds very familiar to Will Osprey. Yeah, he does a lot of Will Osprey moves. Will Austin, got it. Um, mm. <laughs> Barry Wrestling challenging for the uh, Three Pistols Championship with uh, Young Jay Lee, conveniently, and Van Landen. Mm-hmm. Is that? Um, there's not a lot happening in December. There's a lot of stuff happening in January. I'm wrestling Matt Cross at uh, Smash Wrestling. Oh, sweet. Where's that? Where's that Smash show? That one is London. Uh, there's also a Saturday okay. show where I'm wrestling Charles Crowley in Toronto. Oh, there's two there. That might yeah, be a weekend for me. <laughs> mm. that would be for me. To make it would be yeah great. i live directly between the two so we'll figure i'll figure it out <laughs> where are you guelph hamilton oh uh, yeah okay i get that it's like well it's close i guess I, i'm more london leaning i don't know because toronto they're both like an hour away yeah yeah traffic. yeah i mean pro- london's probably easier to get to. well maybe not it's it's january probably not no, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, there's a lot of stuff that just isn't, isn't announced. Like, I have something at the end of December that just got confirmed, but I can't talk about it. Um, and then, yeah, January, the Smash stuff's going on. Edmonton. And there's another thing that's not... There's a few things just I just can't talk about. They're not out. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get in shit. So. <laughs> no. Appreciate but I will, it. What I will say is I'll probably go back to Europe in March. So that's, that's an announcement, I guess. Ooh. Nice. All right. That's soon. That is Keep your special. eyes filled if you're across the <laughs> pond. Well, damn, Vaughn. I appreciate you coming in here to join us. Uh, it was good getting to talk to you, you know, hear about, hear all about Europe. And uh, again, you know, uh, we, we often hear the Canadians talk about uh, how, you know, how hard it is to get into the U.S. and to, mm-hmm. you know, build your, you know, find your way, uh, you know, find your way building your name in Canada. And I think what you're doing with uh you know your your trips to europe and uh these tours that you're doing that uh you, you know booking for yourself just betting on yourself with this mm-hmm. 
You're onto something. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope I'm onto a little bit of something. It feels like these past two years I've definitely been making some ground. So I'm hoping to kind of continue that into America a little bit more, hopefully in the future. Mm. So I notice when I notice when I retweet your stuff, I get like European people in like my replies now being Probably. like, I saw him in England. And mm. yeah, I, I like to think I have a little bit of a European background at this point. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I basically, the past two years, I've been there for three months at a time. So basically, like a quarter of my year has been spent in England. Well, I mean, right. in Europe. But mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, guys. Well, glad you're here in Canada so we can see you for a bit before you go back over there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I would definitely see you in Hamilton. Oh, most certainly. Yeah. I'm sure at some point yeah yeah come to come to smash that'd be great yeah that'd be good yeah for sure or yeah i, I know you got to come through town to beat up travis more a couple more times surely so i, th- I think we're done with that he, he yeah let's not go back to that where the hell are you reg <laughs> <laughs> i'm in oakland california <laughs> oh, California. i mean i gotta go out there yeah. my aunt lives in um uh, palm springs i've been meaning to go down there and check out some indies there for sure so hopefully I get to meet there's a bunch a million mm-hmm. we can get out here yeah, california that happened for sure. I could I could think some I could think of some California folks that I would love to see Von Vertigo wrestle. Holy shit. Yeah, a whole bunch. <laughs> Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> oh <I> man. <laughs> Hi Scott. Yeah. We like that. We like that a lot. <laughs> shout out to Titus, shout out to Vinny, and shout out to uh Alphazo being out in Japan right now. Hell so yeah. I, I love it. I love my boys being out there tearing it up. Hell yeah. For sure. Von. Mm. Where, where can the people find you at? Well, you got to plug in it. If you got anything else to plug, now's your time to do it. For sure. Uh, Von Vertigo. So at Von Vertigo. You can see it conveniently at the bottom of the screen right here. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. No, don't do Facebook. That's stupid. Instagram. <laughs> TikTok. Um, and then if you want to follow my very stupid Backyard Wrestling Company I did during the pandemic, you can follow Backyard Pro on YouTube. And you can watch Josh Alexander wrestle in his basement. I didn't know this was a thing. I'm very interested uh, in this. Oh, you have to bring me back now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I might be watching some backyard pro on twitch this weekend i'm not gonna Honestly. lie We're, we might do some backyard pro watch logs on my twitch this weekend it's, it's all <laughs> for free on youtube it's entirely like Boom. i produced most of it like it's all very good quality i, I it's probably the best work of my career fuck the wrestling backyard pro. <laughs> i'm i'm i cannot wait yes oh my god thank you so much again uh reg where can everyone find you at uh, you can find me every Saturday. I'm on with Philip Lindsay, Graph City Podcast, Fightful Network. Uh, I'm going to be on with Denise tonight, uh, AEW Dynamite Post Show. Tomorrow I'm on with Kate, the A uh, Ring of Honor Post Show. Tomorrow's also Ask Graph City. Um, I'm on Twitter sometimes. I hate it there. But you can find me in places that you would find people that are places. So, yeah. I mean, Righteous Reg. It's called X. So, you know. X. Oh, oh yeah. No, Is it, though? Mm-hmm. Is it, though? Mm-mm. Um, yeah, and me, you know, same place here every Wednesday, six o'clock, talking to independent wrestlers or any other folk that are adjacent to the walk of independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. Sundays, brunch gimmick, love wrestling, 1 p.m. Uh, here next week, it's actually kind of funny. I really like what we've done the last three weeks with uh, the guests because last week we had Matthew Grant on here who, uh, st- you know, started out as a referee and uh, he's transitioned into wrestling now and you know he's got he got a few years under his belt and then we have von vertigo this week uh you know decade a decade under the influence of independent wrestling and traveling not only across canada but 
branching out into uh, you know the European scene, taking the speedball Mike Bailey approach, which is quite apropos because next week we next will be week. joined by Speedball Mike Bailey. Finally, <laughs> finally, the man himself, Speedball Mike Bailey, on indeed next week. It's been all this buildup. Vaughn mentioned him. Every Canadian that comes on the show mentions him. So it's apropos that we have the man himself, Speedball Mike Bailey, next week. Very excited about it. Yeah, uh, every, every Canadian and everyone non-Canadian, I think, who's been on here. Pretty well, I think he's, we might have said his name once on our show every single show that we've had. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, somebody. So, I'm sure, that means we'll have lots of questions for him and lots of people in the chat to ask him some questions, too. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then. In the meantime, go to some shows this weekend, buy some merch, uh, you know, watch wrestling and say nice things about it. And if you didn't like stuff, just don't talk about it. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Have some fun. We'll love you. See you next week. Peace.